This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Back of the Nest Match Report. I'm your host, Chris Hambling, and my panel and I are here to look back at the return to form for Palace as they beat Everton by three goals to one at Sunhurst Park. Conor Gallagher scored twice either side of the James Tompkins back post tap-in, with his second a goal of great quality to settle the nerves after Rondon had pulled a goal back for the visitors. Right, with me this week, I have Nick Gillard. Hello, Nick. You all right, how you doing? Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, you had something you wanted to talk about, right? Yeah, right. Look, Eskif kind of did a, a car journey to Leeds review on the mm. preview show last week. Mm. He admitted yeah. the fact that they are locked me in the fucking car and they all walked into the service station to get their stacked and it took him about three minutes to realise I wasn't there. <laughs> so I was in this car that I couldn't get out of. <laughs> really, really needed a wee. And they've all walked off like reservoir dogs or whatever. In that, you know, oh, all in a line together. We're all mates. We're the car club, except for Nick. We're going to lock you in. I don't know if it's because mm. of all the jokes or what, but I've just had to add yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, first of all, we're going to need a bleep in there, aren't we? But I just, you know, I think, um, I don't know what it says about you, Nick. I don't really know what that, you know, for them for them to do that. Is it because of all the jokes? It's a long way up to oh, these. And when every... Every other sentence is, is a pun of some sort. No, it's, it's not like that at all. It's not like that at all. And the other thing I thought of was, as a kind of quiz thing, was to get you or Patrick to name one of the artists that DR put on the playlist. But I don't think you'd be able to, if I'm really honest. It'd be a waste of time. So so I have uh, I've taken many a car journey with DR um, uh, to games, and not once have I allowed him any kind of control over the music. And I think that's why he now drives... Um, because he turns the, he turns the music down when something that he hasn't put on the playlist is on, even if it's good. Mm, exactly. He's, he's anyway, like so that. yeah. Also with us is Patrick O'Connor, and Patrick wants to jump in there. Yeah, I can name an artist, Lowski. I'm gonna, just going to look while you talk to Patrick, Chris. I'm just going to check <laughs> our playlist. I, I already said that he's, he's my nephew. I don't even say that he's my nephew. Ah, so that's the thing. I'm just trying go. to promote him. So, so how are you, Chris? So welcome back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate you stepping in at late notice. Yeah, it's nice to be back on my show. <laughs> um, yeah, li- yeah, life uh, is complicated. complicated. It is, it is especially around the holidays. Get, so. 
Yeah, exactly right. But um, no, so I'm really, really keen to to get the show uh, sorted this week. That's why we're recording it late. Uh, well, on a Tuesday afternoon of all things. So um, exactly, yeah, yeah. Well, for me anyway. But um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. Also, very, very welcome to return uh, to the show for a win. Um, obviously, the last few games have been a bit tough, um, uh, but we get to talk about a win, and we get to talk about the the reaction to those games, and um, you know that we've that we've had to, I would say endure because that would be unfair because, you know, we, we're a bit spoilt this season in terms of the quality of football, but it's, yeah, certainly nice to come back after, after beating Everton, which is not something we do too often. But before we get uh, cracking on the game review, let's talk about a few bits of Palace news this week. Uh, first up, um, in terms of the Palace women, Dean Davenport rightly winning the November Manager of the Month. He's guided Palace women into second place behind the leaders. Liverpool thinks about five points. Uh, behind the top of the table um, and an unbeaten run of six games. And um, yeah, tremendous performance and, and great recognition for, for Dean Davenport there. And obviously, anytime you get an opportunity, either get down to support the women or watch any of the games that are covered online. Um, you know, they're doing an absolutely fantastic job this season. A very talented team. And talking of talented teams, I don't know if you spot, saw this one, either of you, Nick or Patrick, but uh, FA Youth Cup, we talk about it every year because we can remember, you know, a very good Palace side uh, of yesteryear. Well, I say remember, I, I've read about, <laughs> I'm not that old, <laughs> might be. Um, a very good Palace side of yesteryear doing very, very well in that competition. But uh, every year we promise a lot and uh, don't tend to deliver, but under-18s beat Barnsley 2-1. Uh, it's a penalty from Victor Akamwale and a winner from Ole Odobomi later, late on, about three minutes to go. And that Palace had gone 1-0 down in the 70th minute in that game, but two, uh, well, straight back in it and then a late winner. And um, they're always great to witness. So we progress in the competition for the first time in a while. And Patrick, did you see any of this one? I did. Uh, I'm really liking watching that team play. Um, Akinwale is a player we want to watch for the future. Uh, he's a very clinical striker. I love the way he plays. Um, I like what the manager's doing. He's uh, he's starting to play at a Bomi more, and he's a big, strong kid, and he's really linking up well with Akinwale. And um, I really like the way they're playing. The thing is, we're actually missing our best player because um, Jaden Raymond hasn't played the last couple of matches in that side. So I know we brought um, World Morrison down from the 23s and he played pretty well in that game, but the future is bright for that team. I'm looking forward to the next round. The next round. As you said, uh, Chris, I've seen, I've actually seen, we've won, a, I think you've cup three times in our, in our history. I think twice when I was mm. actually over there, Sanson's team won at Hilaire. Those guys yeah. won. So um, no, the future looks bright. I, I really like that team. Looking good. Definitely. And, you know, obviously you can look at it and say, you know, Barnsley aren't the biggest team out there, but I think in that cup competition, it really is something of a lottery sometimes. Uh, you know, the, the the strangest of results here, there and everywhere. It's not, you'd yeah. think if it was logic, the big teams <laughs> would win every time, wouldn't they? But they never, uh, they never tends to be that way. Exactly. Nick? Yeah, it's an interesting comparison Patrick made there with the kind of youth team of the 80s, the, the youth team of the late 70s that would make them, wouldn't it? Because there are, three or four players in there that, that could potentially go on and uh, whether they'd form a spine of a team like Terry Venables did with the, the whole youth team. Right. Uh, it's something that Vieira said he wants to do, so it'd be really interesting how, how much that, that comes off. Indeed. Well, uh, in the senior FA Cup, gentlemen, we've managed to draw Millwall away. Uh, Ooh. We'll see how that goes. Um, I think, I mean, it's a very welcome return to uh, to being able to play Millwall because 
it get getting to that point where you forgot they actually existed, right? Um, but there you go. We get to <laughs> get to go and play them, see see what they've been up to for the what's it been ten years? I don't know. It's been a while. Yeah, um, I've no yeah, idea. It's years. been a very long time. So uh, good opportunity to go and see what they've uh, they've been getting up to and what kind of a team they have down there. Uh, now they're as insignificant as they are, but um, you know we'll see if uh, we'll see how the ticketing situation goes. And I don't know. I've, I'll desperately want to get back to a game, but every time I get to a point where I'm like, right, you know, third booster shot, give it a few weeks, I'll be able to go back. Uh, you know, new variant appears now, and uh, with you know with my health issues, I can't I can't take risks. So getting very frustrated, but hopefully I'll be able to get to a game soon, and I'd, I'd love to be at that one, but um, probably a bit early for me. But anyway. Um, yeah, very much looking forward to that. And just to mention, in terms of the uh, the 23s, uh, we talked about their, well, we've talked about their performances for a few weeks now, um, you know, beating the likes of Chelsea, Liverpool and Man United in the, um, yeah, in, in, in the 23s league and, and absolutely just steaming it at the moment. And it's Jezrin Raksaki, who's been nominated for Player of the Month. Um, so fingers crossed. Uh, I don't know if that's been announced yet, but hopefully... If it hasn't, or if it has, hopefully he'll uh, he'll win that one because that team as well, you know, Patrick, Nick, I don't know how much of them you've seen recently, but, you know, Paddy's doing a, a tremendous job with them. Um, you know, they're probably stronger than they were last year under Derry. Uh, got some real talent in there. You know, the likes of, you mentioned Wells Morrison earlier on. Um, you know, he's quite an influential player. But, you know, strong centre-backs, strong forwards. You know, Rob Street does a good job in there when he plays. Uh, but they've got options in Omalabu. And obviously, um, um, Raksaki out wide is uh, is one hell of a prospect. Um, you've got Scott Banks as well. It's just, you know, there's a, there's a lot in there, isn't there, Patrick? Yeah, a couple of things. Uh, one of the benefits of my international membership is I get to see the games on Palace TV. So I, when I'm home, which is a lot, I get to watch a lot of the games. So I, I watch them pretty frequently. So I like that side a lot. Um, I like what Paddy's doing. Last year, it was very... Um, off and on as far as, you know, the lineup because he'd bring a lot, not a lot, but a lot of times you see like some of the senior players get chances, but that really, really happens unless we're trying to get someone some fitness. So it's a very solid, you know, um, team that he puts out every week. And I, I like what they're doing. Raksaki now is an interesting thing because now we've got the um, January, you mentioned the Millwall game. We've got Brighton that week. We've got West Ham that, you know, that same time. We have a lot of fixtures early January. And with uh, IU possibly going, probably going, and Schlupp going to the AFCON, Wolf, I'm not so sure about with the with um, COVID and probably Kuyate going. I think Rasek might get a look in in January. I'm really looking forward to seeing him get some minutes and see how he looks with the with the uh, first team. Yeah, it'd be a tremendous opportunity for him if if it does pan out that way. And um, you wouldn't bet against him taking it. You know, I think getting that little taster early on. Um, you know, making the bench a lot, getting a little taster in the team. Um, but then having to to go back to the twenty threes and and really kind of earn the right to play, it's it's a good thing. And you know that's where players either sink or swim on their mentality. Um, for him to be turning in the performances he is week in week out, it's uh, it's you know he arguably he's earned the chance to to feature when when the gaps are available. And um, yeah, can't wait to see it. Anyway, that's your news for the week. Let's crack on with talking about the Everton game. And obviously, gentlemen, fantastic to get a win. Uh, and before we get into any of the detail, from my perspective, when I when I sat down to watch the game I, and have it how we had performed in the last few, not that I thought we were terrible, um, but we had moments where we weren't great. Um, I didn't 
genuinely didn't expect us to sort of be able to flick that switch and and return to the way we'd played when our confidence was up. You know, I thought we'd have to build back up to that. So I don't know what we did in training. I don't know what the you know what the difference was and what the mentality was. I know what I thought it was once the game started and and people started you know turning in performances, but you know from minute 1 really to have the mentality in that healthier place that we could just go and play our game against Everton. I was so encouraged by that. And um, I think looking at the lineup, it, it wasn't a tremendous surprise to see um, Joel Ward return at right back. Um, you know, didn't think Anderson would be fit. So Tompkins continuing there again, not a surprise. Um, you know, I didn't expect Elisa to start. I didn't expect Eze to start. So I wasn't really too surprised with anything in the lineup other than the inclusion of, of Will Hughes. Um, obviously, Luka Milivojevic nowhere to be seen. I, I think he was injured or unwell. I think I'm right in saying no, he was or suspended. I'm just trying to remember which one it was. It's one of those things. Um, help me out, guys. Was he suspended? I think he was. Yeah. I think he was. Anyway, he wasn't available. Yeah. Um, so, But I was just, you know, obviously Hughes had had some minutes. Um, but, but, you know, to see him start the game was a little bit of a surprise. And, well, he was... Absolutely tremendous in, in that game, um, you know, before he, uh, before he went off. So, I mean, Nick, I'll, I'll start with you. Um, a, a sort of terrier-like performance. He is the, you know, he looked like the MacArthur replacement there and then that we expected him to be, right? Yeah, I was thinking um, this afternoon, um, leading up to the pod, that how important is that position for us to play well? Because when we haven't had anybody in there doing that role really well, um, being the link, well, being the engine, you know, everybody knows what I mean by that, but everything seemed to go through him. He had trickery, um, he had confidence. Now, a lot of that, we've got Hughes in that position. That's when we tick. Think back to Kabai, think back to Melee, think back to um, Lucas' first season, think back to Michael Hughes, all these players. Is that the most important position in our team to make us tick really well, do you think? I think a lot of that comes from what's around them, you know, and if you can have a player who can get through in the amount of work that that he got through, uh, and then, you know, can do, so you can put MacArthur in this bracket as well, you know, get through that level of work, have that confidence and quality on the ball and the precision with your passing, all of those things together, you know, in, in one player, it's what it does to the rest of the team, you know, it frees up people ahead of it. it freed up Gallagher for for a start you know we've been trying to find that balance with with Luca and Kiate in there uh, and various sort of combinations um you know when when other players haven't been available and it just doesn't seem to to have give Gallagher that same freedom the last few games he hasn't had the impact on the game that that he'd had you know when when they had you know, a settled lineup behind him, if you like, with MacArthur in there. So that's, I think it's really, really important on other players more than anything. Yeah, that's that's where I was wrong a couple of weeks ago when uh, MacArthur was injured. I said, oh, yeah, Gallagher can do that role. But actually, he can do that role, but we lose too much elsewhere for him to do it. It's more important in other places on the pitch. So, What do you think, though, I Patrick? I mean, Nick's making a really good point there, and I think it's it's true, but... I mean, first of all, what did you make of the, the Hughes performance? What did he bring? And and arguably, is it does he bring more to the table than MacArthur? So here's the thing. I, I think people really need to give Vieira a lot of credit. In the past, we've seen the managers we've had who would have honestly just stuck with the schlup, Kiate, 
Gallagher. May switch roles around a little bit. Would have just switched, stuck with him, figured, you know, it's only been a couple of matches, give him a few more to get through it. And Vieira looked at it and said, no, I'm going to change it. But what he did was, for, for me, when I saw the three, I'm like, okay, I like Hughes starting, and he played really well. But I'll put him on the left side, he's left-footed, leave Kiarte in the middle, and have Gallagher go back his original role. But he didn't do that. He actually put um, Hughes in the Kiarte role, had Kiarte play box to box, and then put Gallagher back. And it just changed the entire way that we played. And it was so great to watch. I thought Gallagher was is is so much better when he's allowed that freedom to help out Are you on the right, help out Edward or, or Ventegu's up front, and then get involved more and take as many shots as he possibly can. And Hughes was just brilliant. I actually spent a lot of time just watching him at some point in the game. And all he did was stand in the, in the center circle and drop down and pick up balls drive forward, not ball left, right, centre. It was a joy to watch. So from the perspective of watching Hughes play and the roles that he played, it was absolutely brilliant. As I mentioned to DR yesterday in the um the show we did at the uh we did the review not the review, the play ratings. Imagine now you put Gallagher not Gallagher, you put um MacArthur in Kiarte's role. What midfield three we're gonna have there with with those three in the middle. It's yeah. gonna be absolutely fantastic. So yeah, as far as Hughes went, Hughes was brilliant yesterday. I mean uh Sunday, brilliant. Mm. It's it's interesting you, you you know you bring that up of you know the idea of MacArthur playing alongside him, because I'm st- I've been sitting here thinking about him as a, a replacement. Because obviously, Kiate brings you certain other things as well, right? Which is, um, you know, the the height, uh, that yes. ability to slot into <laughs> to being a, an enter, an extra centre back if you need one. Yes, um, you know he's he's got he's got he brings other things to the table, but it probably is his place in uh, threat. You know, when MacArthur's fit, you're you're probably right there. Um, but I wonder what we might lose in terms of are already shaky defending of set pieces if you take Kiarte <laughs> out of that team. Good good point. Um, yeah, so anyway, lots to think about there, and it's nice to have that problem for sure. Um, but there, you know, fantastic performance from Hughes. Um, you know, did did really, really well in the game. Um, I thought also Tompkins showing signs of just shaking off that bit of rust from not playing as much because, you know, um, not only did he score in the game, but I thought in a, as a, in a general sense, his performance was a lot stronger. Uh, how do you, what do you make of that, Nick? Yeah, he just seemed to exude confidence, didn't he? Um, he he hasn't got the pinpoint accuracy of getting balls across like Anderson can, but against Everton, we didn't need a player to play those balls because we, we had our dangers coming from elsewhere. So I think once he didn't have to worry about that, so much, he was able to focus on defending a bit more, seemed a bit more confident passing the ball about as well, didn't he? I mean, his success rate was 98%. Yeah, I was going to so. say, misplaced one pass all game, <laughs> which is incredible. How good is that, man? So it's, you know, it's, um, and he, he's getting used to the style. He's not going to come in straight away, is he? Um, yeah. And, just, and fit you know. straight in. So it's good. And, you know, I, do we need, does Anderson come in tomorrow? Do we keep him there? I think, you know, the look on his little face when he scored. Oh, it's a joy to behold. It melted my heart. You know what I mean? Of all the people he wanted to score, Tompkins, it was like, oh, I'm so glad. You know, you just, just deserve the plaudits for a bit. Sorry. I know it's the I know it's the time of the season, but the way you spoke there, you just you talked about him like he's Tiny Tim. I know. Um, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> he, he, he tapped the ball in the back post and said, "God bless us, everyone." Yeah. Um, but he he didn't he didn't say that. Um, I just think you know we talked about it after the Villa defeat. He was. Um, you know, you, you kind of had the confidence he'd come in and we wouldn't miss Anderson, but we really did. But he has all that, all the, the capability in the world to to play in that role. He just doesn't have perhaps that, that range of passing that Anderson does have. 
Um, and that seemed very, very important to the way we played. But, you know, I thought we, we had adapted well, very, very well, in fact, um, the way we played against Everton. But that kind of leads me on to my, my next question. Uh, and I suppose I'll, I'll ask it if, if you, Patrick. You know, thinking about the way we played in the first half, obviously I've already mentioned that I, I was you know, really encouraged and surprised to some degree that we were able to just to, to you know, play that dominantly, first of all, uh, play with such confidence, considering we'd had a, a run of three very tough games where we either felt hard done by or we really hadn't done ourselves justice. Um, but did Everton and the way they approached the game, did they, they play into our hands a little bit? Did they do what we've seen in the past from Palace teams of, of handing the initiative to the opposition, uh, giving them that opportunity to get their confidence back, maybe? Have to say, absolutely, hundred percent, Hambo. Um, uh, what I do on my free time, I like to watch and listen to other podcasts, other clubs, and stuff like that. So the Everton uh, podcast people have been going nuts about how you come off uh, second off display on Monday against Arsenal with a great three-two, and then play so passively against Crystal Palace. He, he played right into our hands. I mean, I know they're they're missing Calvert Lewin, and Calvert Lewin is, is a very big part. To how Benitez wants to play. He needs to have like a big, strong striker up front. That's why Rondon actually came on and plays. But yeah, they played. They were very passive and it allowed us at home to gain our confidence. You know, with the possession. At one point, it was like 70% to 30% in the first half. It was ridiculous, the possession. And you add into that the pressing. Uh, yeah, Everton totally played into our hands, which was which really, really helped us. Not take away anything from our display at all or Fiera's tactics. But I think that if had Everton been a bit more proactive we would have had a lot more problems and the fact and even look at the first goal the fact they were so uh silly and playing that trying to play out the back and then are you you know gets the ball and sets up Gallagher I think in that in that alone shows you how how uh fortunate we were to come up against a uh, team like Everton at this time yeah for sure I mean when you you can you can give it kind of the, the mirror image of the opening goal and the third goal can't you really yes, and they still exactly. haven't learned from those mistakes and <laughs> exactly you know it's not obviously we're not here to to analyze Everton's performance and the way they play but you know you you definitely have concerns uh, but it just looked very familiar to me it looked a little bit like you know we've hmm. we've been seeing um previously <laughs> which I won't exactly. go into too much detail because people some people hate it when I do but exactly. it looks a little bit like a bit like a team that were, you know, they started the season so well. You know, they, they, everything was the balance was perfect, but you know they've lost a couple of players, and it's just trying to find that, you know, that that balance again. Just trying to find the best way to play, and the best way to play was not to allow us to to dominate the way we did. They weren't strong in the press. They pressed with too few players. Uh, just gave us that opportunity to to play the ball around and, and build our own confidence. But as you say, Patrick, that doesn't take anything away from what we did at all because we had to we had to walk through the door they opened for us. Yeah, a perfect example though, as far as how they play. Look at Andrews Townsend. How great was he the first five, four or five matches for them, and how has he fallen off? You know, how much has he fallen off since then? I mean, Gray's been. Pretty, very good since then, but Angels was brilliant the first four matches because they played a certain way. Uh, had Calvaloon up front. As soon as Calvaloon goes down, Angels' uh, play falls off. They've fallen off big time. So again, I, I I'm 100 with you on that. Yeah. I um, saw him looking round after about 20 minutes. Townsend, there was a break in play, and he looked forlorn that he didn't play at Sellers every week. It was so <laughs> noisy. No, seriously, you could yeah. see him really looking at yeah. each stand closely and soaking it all in and. I wonder if, yeah, I wonder if he was thinking, oh, if I only hadn't demanded so big a wage packet, I might still be able to be part of this. I wonder if he looks over at Vieira and looks over at his manager and thinks, I've come out the wrong way here, haven't I? 
Yeah, maybe. But, you know, again, we don't know the ins and outs of that situation. Yeah, um, sure. But, you know, I think, I think you know, he would have been very, very happy to have made that, that change, in the, as you said, as Patrick said, in those opening games. But I think... Um, yeah, I think well. Again, I'm not going to repeat what you said, Patrick. It's spot. It's spot on. You know, he, the, the the way the team are playing suited him, and now it doesn't. And we've seen that ourselves with with Andros over the years. If you oh, ask yeah. him to give him the <laughs> give him give him the opportunity to do the things that he's great at, and he's yep. an outstanding player. Absolutely. Um, just put any limitations on him and tell him that he has to do very very specific things that aren't his forte. Then you you lose you know twenty thirty percent of the player, and um, he's still a good he's still a good player, and you know. I, I, got a lot of love for him he's a fantastic he was a fantastic player for us and yep. really enjoyed him and i was very sad to see him go and um but i thoroughly enjoyed him being nutmeg by will i'm not gonna lie <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. that was good <laughs> i just want to know what they said to each other because they they must then there must have been follow-up as well you know if, if you will if you've definitely screenshotted that and sent it to him about four hundred fifty thousand times since so. <laughs> um yeah really good really good stuff um Thinking a little bit about the um, you know the things that we kind of questioned before we start talking about the goals, uh, the things that we questioned over the last few weeks, a lot of the the choice of subs and the timing of substitutions was something that did uh, come up a couple of times maybe. Um, and if you, I think, well, there's two things to think about here. One was the fact that we managed to score exactly you know probably what two minutes after the uh, Everton had made their changes. Um, which really helped the situation in the game. It, um, if, but, but you know, if anything, it made us relax perhaps a little bit too much. But I think when we, you know, when we had to do our game management in this game, I think we did that really well. And it, you know, I wanted to bring it up because it does. It was something that, you know, a lot of people were very, very critical of, of Vieira of uh, in the last few weeks because you know, it, for me, it's something we've kind of picked up most weeks that he's got the subs right and the timing right. But it was it was really questioned. So, um, you know, Hughes, I think, was starting to run out of steam a little bit um, in term, when he was replaced by Jeffrey Schlupp. Um, but I do think it, we we struggled a little bit after he went off the pitch. Um, you know, just for that that short period while we while we adjusted to it. But I think I think it needed to happen. I think Hughes was going to tire, and you don't want to get. Um, you know, you don't want to see players get injured when they when they haven't had a full preseason. They've been working their way up to fitness and haven't played a lot of football. So I think that was probably the right moment. Edward from for Benteke was perfect in the sense that you know Edward had put in a real shift, but we weren't really holding the ball up as well as we needed to, and we really needed to occupy a, a tiring defence with someone with a bit more physical presence. I thought that was great. And obviously, Klein for Mitchell late on doesn't doesn't really matter. But those two changes. I thought he did really well, and and I, and I say that in, in the sense that the second half was a tough one to manage, because in a, with a team that's you know conceded, you know sorry that's that's lost you know lost points in the last three games, lost three games on the bounce, um, you know is is one that is fragile in confidence. So when we have the situation where you know Rondon tucks the ball away after a you know a, a, a slightly cruel. Uh, deflection from the block the fact it falls perfectly for him you know a little bit unlucky uh, and we can analyze that in a bit but you know it's very easy for that team to crumble at that point and and we didn't you know we made some decent changes we kept pressing and um and getting the third goal you know that's something that scoring a you know a goal you didn't need to win the game but scoring that goal in the 93rd minute 
you know, is is testament to how we play and how we operate now. Um, so I realise I haven't asked a, a question in that, but more of an observation <laughs> from myself, uh, a lovely monologue. But uh, but he it got it right. Good, I enjoyed that. Yeah, it's no good, worries. It's charming. Uh, if if yeah. you need to sleep, just listen to that over and over again, <laughs> and you'll be you'll be gone in forty minutes for insomniacs everywhere. Hughes had to come off. We got three games in yeah. seven days. It's it's ridiculous time of year for fixtures. So we want him performing at his best when he's on the pitch. So get him off if we need to. We can now mix and match in the defence. We've got a better squad depth. Generally, we can add to it, but it's it's just protecting protecting everything now. We've got a few games, I think, that we've got a good chance of getting points from, haven't we? So it's... it's um, And also, the, with Benteke in there, uh, you've got the option to cross in, so you... You're not only making the subs, but you're also changing the style of play, which is something that um, we like to see at Crystal Palace in this new modern age. Yeah, controversially, I actually didn't like the schlup for Hughes, a sub. I agree, totally take Hughes out. He was definitely tiring, but I would have liked to have seen either Eze go in and move Kiyate inside and have Eze get a chance to go play with Gallagher, or I would have liked to see Jairo come in. I know he hasn't played since the Liverpool match, and I get... People have basically written him off, but I would have liked to see him get on. So it worked out, and I have no problem with it. But I think he's gone with, he's definitely 100% trust Schlupp in anything he does, which is fine. And I loved what Schlupp did with Coleman at the end of the match when we scored that goal. Yeah. But I didn't, I really, I really would have liked to have seen SA or Jaro get in. But again, I'm not criticizing Vera. I love what he's doing, but it's just a thought. Mm, yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm one who's always had an issue with Schlupp as a central midfielder. Um, <laughs> exactly you know and, and i won't i won't hide from that that's an opinion i still hold you know i think i think he but I, you know what i'll say in, about him is that he is a player that managers trust you know he's one he's someone who is you know he's a smart yes you know he's an intelligent footballer he he, he can take instructions he can help yes you know mm-hmm. carry the manager's instructions out on the pitch he's a player right. that brings you that for a start so playing him in center I mean I, I actually genuinely think he's fantastic as a you know either as a orthodox left winger or left of a front three or even you know center I don't mind him playing through the center when we're if we're chasing the goal and stuff like that right I think that we have better options as central midfielders and because I, th- I think he just you know he has a habit of going to sleep um, yeah, <laughs> running back the, we're running back the other way, and I think the traps from what, yeah, yeah. Fred goals, for example, falling asleep. He, Fred goal, he was standing yeah, next yeah. to him and didn't do anything, so yeah, yeah, exactly. So, when we, did, we didn't review that game, and it wasn't because <laughs> us sulking because we lost, we just didn't get an opportunity, <laughs> yeah, very difficult, but, uh, but seven not, hours, not, yeah, in the car getting back from that nightmare, yeah, these away yeah. games, uh, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's hard because the fixes are all over the place, so that's why the pods have been a bit hit and miss, isn't it? Plus the audience. You miss in terms of being produced. They're all yeah. fantastic quality. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, but yeah, that we, we would have, that's what we, the analysis of that, that goal would have been included in the podcast that didn't exist. But yeah, that, that would have been what I would have talked about. The fact that it was unfortunately Jeffrey Schlupp who went to sleep in a central midfield position. You just can't, you can't do that. You can get away with that up, up front or, or, uh, wide when you're attacking third, you can get away with it here and there. But top level central midfielder cannot cannot switch off at any point. And it's the um, you know Jeffrey Slup that's equalises against Leicester, isn't it? You know, yeah, it was he's, fantastic he's about him. from him. Yeah, he's oh, I mean, look, going forward. I also actually think he's better than even he thinks he is going forward. I think you know yeah. he can 
he can really, if he wants to just get that ball and drive at a team with it, he's he's got incredible pace. He's really yep. very skillful. Tre- tremendous finish on him. If you can harness all of that, <laughs> just think he needs to back himself. I think you know he was he's been undervalued in the past, and and played in the wrong place in in my opinion. But I think going back to what you said, Patrick. You know he's a trustworthy player, and that's why that's why Vieira puts him in there. If he yeah, wants to go right in on seventy minutes, he wants to go and organise the team in a slightly different way. He's going to chuck Jeff on because he's the one who's going to give the instructions the right way and and gear everybody up, you know, in the in the way that's intended. So I can understand it, and that's why um I thought it was a decent a decent change, and I thought it was well timed, and ultimately what what kept us with the three points. But there were plenty of other things that happened, and. But for you know individual uh, moments, um, it, you know it could have gone a different way. We have to be real about that. We were we were easily deserving of a three-one win, but it could have been different. Um, so let's talk about the first goal. And it's as we talk about, there is a theme between our first goal and our third goal, and that theme is persistence. Um, are you? You know, we have to mention the fact that he, he got through on goal very early on. Actually, you know, having viewed it a couple of times, Patrick, it wasn't a bad strike. Uh, well saved by uh, by the right foot of Pickford, but you know Jordan Ayew hasn't scored for a very long time. Uh, and whilst we're talking about him in a game where he was absolutely outstanding, it was a you know it wasn't it was one of his best performances in a Palace shirt. You know he got you know rightly got uh, the the assist in this particular goal, um, but that finish wasn't there, was it early on? Yeah, and, and the thing is, I mean, I know that, um, what does Mike call him, his Ghanaian prince? I wouldn't go that far with him, but I yeah. backed him a lot, because I, re- I really like Ayal. I like his work ethic, and I know everyone talks about, oh, well, he's a forward, he's got to score more goals, and I get all that, but you mentioned that word trust, um, Chris. I definitely think Vera trusts uh, Jordan to do a, a certain role, and he's, and he's doing well. Again, I think the issue with him, obviously, is confidence. I mean, you're right, that was not a bad strike, Um he could have squared the ball. I think. I think, if I remember right, I'm looking at it now is that Wolf was available to back post. But it's a, it was a good strike. Yeah. It was a decent save by Pickford. But the assist that he had for the uh, Gallagher goal, you got to give him credit because again, I, I talk about him having confidence. But on that opportunity, again, he could have probably shot. The angle was right, but he he rightly looked up, saw Gallagher, put a great ball in, and you know made a great move actually before that to kind of um, you know get free to get the crossover. It was a really good pass and a really good finish by Gallagher. So people want to slay him, and, and I get it. I mean, people just, again, I always said this, man, we love a scapegoat. If you don't like a player, doesn't what he does, you're not going to like him. And vice versa, if you love a player, no matter what bad he does, you're not going to love him. And I was definitely falling in that category. People just don't like him, a lot of our fan base, and no matter what he does, you know, they're not going to like him. But no, great, great assist by him. I really hope he gets a goal, because as I mentioned mm-hmm. to you yesterday, when I remember the goal he scored, the first goal he scored for us against Wolves, he started crying the away game. And he, he just needs a goal. He's such an yeah. emotional player. You know, you can tell when he gets subbed off, he's always got that face on. He hates that. But I'm really going to, I really hope he gets a goal soon because he deserves it. He's really. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
you in. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Working hard, he's played well in the last three matches at the very least. United, Leeds and then yesterday, uh, and actually from yesterday, sorry, Sunday. But no, he played really well for that goal, so he deserved it. He did, and I think most most important thing was the you know the the confidence and the the quality and in, in his delivery all game was there. Yes, you know, the, some of the crosses he put in from that side were fantastic, uh, and he just didn't stop. And it's not just the you know we've talked about it before. It's it's probably not you know enough at this level to be to to you know to be able to to run run around at <laughs> high speed for ninety minutes. It's not enough, is it? Right. But he isn't he isn't that player, right? Sometimes. In different systems, you know, sometimes effectively that's all he was giving you every week, and you kind of just thought, well, you know, enough's enough. We need we need some more quality in there. But when he brings the quality that he did uh, in this particular game, you know, Elisa is not going to get past that because Elisa doesn't have those other elements to his game. So right. and it's important that you know that should push Elise on to develop himself as a as a more complete player. And it should also push Ayu to to keep putting these performances in. And um, there's a good battle going on there. Nick? Yeah, you stole my thunder a little bit there. It's, we've actually, I know we say it year on year and how much better our squad seems to be getting. Um, but uh, truly, in two or three positions now, we've, genu- we've got genuinely two brilliant players vying for effectively the same position. So you've got Hughes and MacArthur. You know, Hughes is going to come in, all right, he's got those skills. But he doesn't want to give that spot back now to give him back as much as oh, you no. may respect him he's going to try and keep hold of that spot and I has got to do the same and okay he's getting closer and closer he was inches away against Man United and he had a brilliant he was an outstanding player against Man United I thought for for actual giving it some and trying to get at them um, and his performance on Saturday is, is almost a man of the match it's hard to pick one Saturday um, but just remember the West Ham goal He'll always give us that, and if that's all he's remembered yeah. for, it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's that, that is still up there with one of the best moments I've ever witnessed in a you know in in the crowd. Have you had your mouth open for so long it. at a game? <coughs> in one, no, exactly. You know, for one period of time, just the whole lot, your mouth was open all the way through from when you picked the ball yeah. up, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, still a wonderful moment that. But um, and, and it was you know it's. It, not equally as impressive, but it was still very, very impressive. You're quite right, Patrick, in terms of the quality of the of the assist. It looked a really simple ball. In fact, the goal itself, especially when you compare it to Gallagher's second goal, right. you know, you don't, you almost don't want to talk about it too much because it's, you know, it's <laughs> quite simple, doesn't it? Pounce on a mistake, cut the ball back, finish. But right. first of all, the the intensity of the press, the persistence of making sh- knowing that, that the game isn't dead at that point. You haven't. You know, you've given the ball away, but the game isn't dead. So that's that's impressive in itself. The calmness and, and the accuracy of the ball, because you know, most of most of most people listening to this, or or you know, or engaging with it, and those even those of us on the panel have kicked a ball, right? We know what it's like to to kick a football. Even that that even that pass to it to be perfectly in the stride of somebody making a really good run, <laughs> you know, to be perfectly in stride for the finish is a difficult skill. You know, it it's something that he's done, you know, time and time again. But it makes what was an excellent run from Gallagher and a very good finish from Gallagher. But it made it easy. That's why it's a good, just such such a good pass. Yeah, I just realised though that goal now. Remember the uh, the Man City the, the 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 goal he scored against Man City when at least he set him up. It's very similar to that goal. 
uh, as far as the way it was set off across the box. And again, Gallagher's actually become a very good finisher of of balls like that across the box. Which again, they're not easy. I think that one went in off the post against it did off Edison, but it's very similar setup where a ball comes across from the right side, right across to the top of about around six yard box, and he just turns turns his hip and swivels and hits it in. He's really become an, an excellent finisher. I know you guys probably watched the uh, post match. Um, comments but even he doesn't realize how good he's become as far as how many goals he scored Gallagher and how well he's finishing so the kid's got a very big future he really has and um I dare say most weeks we'll be thinking about talking about that future but (laughs) exactly this week because uh, I'm getting more more depressed about it (laughs) um so um sorry I'm I'm about to try and eat part of a sausage roll and I have a I have a dog looking at me has the Um, dog made it to the dog bed yet that you spent a great deal of money on no, no, the dog has yet to show any interest in the actual dog bed. Um, and at the moment, is it's just lurking behind me. <laughs> and that's how it is now, mate. This, yeah. this is your life. Yeah, exactly, yeah. We'll see if, uh, we'll see if we can distract her. Um, anyway, um, I, I am talking of being distracted. I have been distracted by, the, um, by, by what I was about to say. So, you know, anyone got any ideas of what I was going to say? Something about sausage rolls? That's the last thing I remember yeah. you talking about. Yeah. No, um, it's, it was a, can I just, uh, I know it's not in the show, Doc, that I said we shouldn't ever mention, but um, it was a lovely moment on 16 Minutes when um, we had the applause and the display for the HF to celebrate 16 years. And the fact that somebody outside the ground let off fireworks, and I was just imagining the conversation of trying to persuade somebody to miss the match to let the fireworks off. Or did they get one of the HF's dads to do it? Well, yeah, there you go. It could be an HF dad, couldn't it? Or or mum. Um, yeah. Yeah, or um, or friend, you know, non-football-liking friend. You never know. It could be anything. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to think it would be a fan uh, missing the game for the cause. It's yeah. more romantic that way. It is, yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll stick with that. Anyway, I'm back on track uh, following the sausage roll dog distraction. Um, and look, we <laughs> want to talk a little bit about um, the second goal. And I think... Um, so Conor Gallagher's been taking a lot of um, a lot of the set pieces, and he does put in a decent ball. You know, he's obviously in terms of striking at goal, he's he's got a bit of talent about him. But putting in delivery from free kicks and corners is pretty good. But Nick, talk to me about Will Hughes's corners, please. You know, all that stuff, years and years of me saying, well, it's a really difficult skill to put a corner in perfectly every time. You know, it doesn't really work that way. Um, thoughts on Will Hughes's corners? Um, well, we were gutted when he went off. That's how good they were because it's nice to have somebody that could put in corners well consistently because that's what we've missed is the consistency of the corners. Luke could put a perfect one in and then put three that won't get past the near post. He seems to um, have an automatic leg, doesn't he? Brilliant. An automatic leg. Go on, Patrick. That corner was so good. Three players could have scored that goal. If you watch it again... Um... I think it's Gahey, Edward, both missed the header. And then finally at the back post, Tompkins controls it and scores. It's very rare you get a corner kick where three players have a chance to score on the same cross. That's how good it was. And you, you're right to point it out, Chris, because we've been, we've been struggling all season. That's our first uh, corner kick, set-piece goal all season. It's, what, match 16. Something we were proud of ourselves on the people like Pulis and Allardyce have been good at. And it's it's nice to finally see someone that, you know, we haven't seen play all season come in and right from the off be very good at taking corner kicks. And uh, it's something we're going to need because, you know, you can't always rely on scoring both mob and play. So you've got someone like him who can get balls in. And so I tell you right now, Bateke's going to love his 
his corners <laughs> going forward. So that's something that we look forward to. I wonder if we learn that from the defending set pieces because that was like a facsimile of what we've let in three or four times this season. <laughs> that goal. Didn't you don't know this? Yeah. Great point. Yeah, yeah. It's, exactly. No, no one marking the back post. The ball somehow getting through. That's, that was our style. Yeah. You're quite right. He's like, okay, that's interesting. Maybe I'll lurk there. But um, no, I think um, I think the delivery in itself, the you know the fact it's a high arcing delivery that kind of that, that dips. Uh, you know, that's it stops keepers coming out and claiming it when it's like that. Um, and it makes it very, very hard for, for defenders to, to to kind of judge the trajectory. Um, so, yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked the fact that we were we were piling in there as well. As you say, Patrick, more than one person could have scored from that corner. Uh, but excellent to see. And uh, long may that continue. But it's great stuff. And um, I think it's fair to say we you know relaxed a little bit after that because – but also Everton had to do something, you know – their form hasn't been great. I think it's nine games. They'd had five points out of nine games, something like that. Um, and, you know, they would have looked at this game against a side that was struggling for a little bit of form in recent times. They would have looked at that as a game to, to certainly pick up a minimum of a point. Um, so to be losing a game, to be, to go 2-0 down, there was always going to be a response. Because up to that point, the kind of the shackles had been on. They were playing counter-attack. They were letting us have the ball. As soon as that went in, they, they had to actually back themselves to attack. And, you know, again, if you talk back to being, if you're an Everton fan, you're thinking, well, why wait until you're 2-0 down to start putting some pressure on the, the home team? But, you know, we 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 kind of, we kind of, oh, you know, weren't, we weren't great from that, from conceding the goal. But ultimately, it is a tap-in. It's a, it's a moment of pressure. It's a moment where we were a bit too, you know, we'd lost a bit of shape, a little bit of discipline as Everton came forward. Um, but the the moment where sort of you know Ward steps across the the shot that came in from the edge of the just off the edge of the box, um, and it just deflects perfectly. So you know you couldn't have played the ball across the across the sort of the box better for Rondon to get the tap in, even if we're Gay sliding in. But they you know, I don't I don't know. Go on. They'd have factored that in. Rondon always scores against us, so I reckon Fiera would have factored that goal into his game plan because Rondon never doesn't <laughs> score. So it's the air is so smart as well. So you know, yeah, it's, it's, we knew it, we knew that was going to happen. As soon as he came on, Will said to me, "He's going to score," mm. and he always yeah. does. Go on, Patrick. What what do you think? Well, I have a question. Um, we got a question from a doctor Esport. It's in French, though. So I'll read it to you guys. See if you can figure out what he's trying to say. Yeah. Okay. Le comportement de l'équipe après la seconde but pas satisfaisant. Ils ont arrêté de jouer. Mm. What are you trying to say there? Mm. Well, well I, so... I think. Um, go on. I mean, I, was, I mean, obviously, Nick, I was, you know, you were going to jump in first there, but I, you know, I, I have to say, I agree. We did really, you know, after the the second goal, the behaviour wasn't great, was it? You know, we, the, the team lost their focus, I think, and um, uh, and and of course, I, I think you know we we shouldn't really switch off after the second goal. We should have done better. What do you think, Nick? C'est un point intéressant, docteur. Nous avions l'air un peu complaisant. Dieu merci. Qu'on a la mis dans le sac à d'oignons. I'm. I mean, you've just yeah. unnecessarily Perfect said that. something completely. I mean, that is not an answer to even that question. You brought Connor into it. Why have you brought Connor into it? Anyway, He's something stuck. for our French listeners, anyway. But uh, but yeah, obviously. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of which I'm, I'm aware there are many, 
many of those. But, Other um, um, online translation services are available. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Nick. But look, it's, um, it's a good point. And obviously, for those of you that don't want to look it up or, or can't be bothered or don't speak French, the comment really was about the fact that the team, you know, didn't didn't really respond properly to going two goals up, switched off, um, and and just stopped playing. Which they they did, arguably, you know. But uh, you know, my part my point to that would always be that you've got to consider the fact that there's another team, there's another manager, there's another bench, there's another group of players who have pride. It's exactly. not so much it's not so much one team definitely switching off as another team actually switching on for two minutes as well, um, which I think was the case for Everton. Um, um, but they, um, how many people in the back of the nest WhatsApp chat said they're going to equalise, aren't they? I think it was all of you. Every yeah, single well, one of you of said they're going to yeah. equalise. Yeah, late equaliser, absolutely. Out. Like let's face it, we weren't we weren't far off, were we? Prior to the um, you know the the fantastic last goal. You know, there was um, a, a brilliant block in there from Joel Ward at one point. Um, yeah, yep. who'd, who'd had a little bit of a wobble prior to that, hadn't he? He'd kind of let something go past him he shouldn't have done. And I was like, oh, Joel, come on. And then moments later, he just absolutely dug one out of the bag. That was brilliant. And obviously, Guiter, I think, you know, in particular, the save from Gordon, wasn't it? With the, when he got down low with his right hand and pushed it out. And that, yep. you know, on another day, that, that goes to a defender, uh, goes to an attacker, doesn't it? And, uh, you know, it was just just so happens it didn't on that occasion. So we we rode our luck a little bit, and that that late equaliser very nearly did come. But you know, we saved the the best moments to last and summed up everything about our team right at the end there, which was, you know, first and foremost, you've got Gallagher arguing about um, the fact a free kick was given um, to to Everton in in their you know corner. They're looking to hit it forward quickly, but we don't stop with the pressure. The pressure keeps coming, um, and eventually it's Gallagher who wins the ball back after a quite odd pass from uh, from the right back position. Picks the ball up. Apparently, Benteke screams for him to leave it. He he thinks no such thing, um, and just drills one into the top corner. It's a thing of absolute beauty, and you know. So Nick, talk to me about the uh, the feeling at the ground. Oh, it's magnificent, wasn't it? It was just we just. Like like I said, everybody thought um, Everton were going to equalise and to actually just come back and, and get that goal late into the game as well, which again is something that has happened to us this season. It's nice that the boot's on the other foot, uh, mixing the metaphors there. But it's it was just a special moment that made you love him even more. And it's, oh, let's, uh, somebody set up a crowdfunder, haven't they, to keep Connor? I think that's quite a, a good idea. It'd be great if uh, you could uh, do that because the more he does, the more you think you're going to miss him when he goes. And it's hard to get that emotional balance of just yeah. being in the moment of, of he's something special, 21. What's he going to be like in five or six years' time? It's just glad that he's doing it at Sellers. Um mm. So yeah, someone has put together a, crowd, a GoFundMe, by the way. And so far, I've raised 105 pounds. So, almost there. And do you think that's... Um, we're, we're almost there. I think probably <laughs> probably get maybe 20, 30 more pounds. There's a real chance. <laughs> <I think. Yeah. laughs> put, that bit in, put that bit in quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, good effort, though. Um, he's, um, he's a tremendous player, isn't he? Um, but, I mean, I, you know, I told my Chelsea supporting friend, I think he's, um, he's better than Lampard. 
and, and will prove better than Lampard, and that's big words. Um, but but I just think he's got so much going for him. Yeah, funny you say that because I watched the Vieira press conference, and one of the last questions was, um, you know, who does he remind you of, Patrick? And he said uh, a little bit of Ray Parler, his former teammate. Then he said Frank Lampard. So you're a great mind thinker, like Chris. You're right. I mean, I, he does for me well, too. Um, the funny thing is, I know that um, people complained about. Uh, Alex made a comment. He's 25 percent better than he was at, at West Brom. Last year, if you can do the math, maths, he scored two goals last year, one against us. He scored six so far this year. So had that 25% better. There's a, Aladice even no mathematics at all. So I don't think so. You know, I think he knows it in (laughs) quantities of wine. I think exactly. uh, Pints and, uh, you know, and yeah, anyway, it's quite enough of that. But look, fantastic player. Let's not get caught up in whether or not he's uh, even staying past January. Let's let's move yeah. on with our lives and um, exactly. enjoy enjoy him enjoy. here and hope that somehow, somewhere, Chelsea decide to go and spend a shit ton of money on somebody who's not worth it and sell us him. Because uh, then we'll all be happy, won't we? Um, yes. But look, the finish was fantastic. You know, there's, there's a lot to admire about it, um, but it's just... As you said, Nick, it's that moment, isn't it? That that moment of a last gasp screamer. Um, you know, yes, it wasn't technically the winning goal. Um, and as you talk about, we've had to suffer many, many late equalisers or late screamers, uh, certainly over the last few years and then into this season. But, you know, it was it was ours this time and, and fantastic to see. So in terms of performers, um, I'm, you know, I've, I've picked out mine as I've gone and I think we'll all be pretty similar. So unless you guys have got any further comments to make, I think the the best three on the pitch were probably Ayu, um, Hughes, and uh, and Gallagher, of course. Um, and we've spe- we picked out a few other performers as we've gone, and everybody was good. But anyone else you think needs special mention? It's just nice that we're talking about a good performance, and Wilf's name hasn't been mentioned. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Yeah, and I thought he was good. I thought he was really economical with the ball, didn't overplay at any point, really. Um, worked incredibly hard, drew a lot of attention, drew a lot of fouls, um, you know, and, and kept the rest of the team going at time. Expressed himself in the right way. Um, you know, I thought he was really good, really solid performance. But you're right, we're a different team, a different squad now. We don't even have to focus on him. I got to give Guaita a shout out. Um, I've have not been down on him, but I've been wanting him to make a, a really big save at a big moment. To, and he did that. The the Gordon save was was pivotal. Uh, you know, we've we've seen he's mentioned just now, Chris. We we definitely had a pension to give up late goals. And the fact that he made that save, then we go on and have that spectacular Gallagher one that pushed it away is important. So I want to give a shout. He didn't. He wasn't that busy. Um, honestly. Um. Everton had some free kicks and other things that didn't really worry him. Worry him, but when he had to make a big save, he's done it, and I really appreciate that because I, you know, I want to be fair. I have gotten his case a couple of times the last few matches. Not that it's been his fault, but he's made a massive save, and you need that out of our, out of your keeper every once in a while. And he did it, so good, big on, big up to Vicente. Excellent stuff. No, thanks for that. It's a very, very well made point. Um, yeah, I think um, let's 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 end it there. And um, in terms of the review, and start getting into some some listener contact now. Um, Can I um, you know, just, just end the review by saying it went half bloody nice walking back to the car after winning, and only having a short yeah. drive home, and just the general cheerfulness around the street, and it's the Everton fans squabbling amongst themselves over what their manager should have done in that game, not ours. 
Um, it was nice, <laughs> and it's it's made the weekend again. It's I'd forgotten that, what that was like, especially when you go a yes. long way and lose. It's um, it's a great feeling, isn't it? It's a great feeling okay. to to stepping out with you know your, your chest puffed out, walking, yeah. <laughs> yeah. looking at the the miserable faces. You know, it doesn't matter how cold it is or how far you've had to travel when you feel like that. So, um, just watching as the dog took my spot on the sofa again. Thank you, thank you, dog. <laughs> what does the dog do if you sit on his bed? Oh, uh, I tried that earlier. She just stared directly. Ignored. At me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just wondered what the hell I was doing. So that didn't work. <laughs> I will win this psychological battle at some point. But, um, Have you not put a tasty while. treat on top of the bed to try and entice the dog? Yeah, there was a whole bunch of stuff there. There was one of those con toys stuff with some lovely liver pate. Yeah. Um, there was some tripe chews, um, you know, bits of sausage, that kind of stuff. Hmm. Not interested. Not interested. I did notice in the photo you sent us before, though, Chris, uh, mm. that you had the dog blanket, and then the dog was on a blanket on the sofa. Now, you said the dog was in your place, so it's a blanket normally there for you, so you don't mess uh, the sofa. The blanket isn't, that particular blanket isn't mine, that's my uh, Oh, right, my okay, but you, but you do so, have a blanket uh, that you sit on. I, I do have a blanket. I need a blanket because uh, quite often I wake up in the middle of the night without any duvet at all. Uh, and someone, someone who is burritoed next to me, so I have to, uh, I have to have a blanket. I'm afraid, um, not because I'm old, and I know that's what you're driving at, Nick. It's not age, okay? Yeah, right. Okay. Um, anyway, so let's let's crack on, shall we, with some some of the listener uh, questions and contact. Um, I asked the uh, the guys to pick out some of their favourite four word reviews, and Patrick, I'll start with you. If you want to pick up some of your favourites for me. Yes, first one from Mummy White. Quote, we've got to buy him. Hmm, got to. Who oh, she yeah, means. yeah. I wonder who that could be about. Yes. Got to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next one, yeah. Mike Deacon at Mike ABFL. Are you awesome? Sign Gallagher. And the last one, Mr. Cadbury's Parrot at Mr. C. Parrot on Twitter. Will Hughes did well. And I agree 100%. It was brilliant. Nick, do you want to do yes. some? I'll go on then. <laughs> um, Patrick picked the ones I wanted. Oh, I'm going first next time, Patrick. <laughs> um, what a strike, son, from Anton Jean-Baptiste, AF Bapz, uh, SF Jerry, San Francisco Jerry, thank goodness no equaliser, and Jared Himes, wish I was there. Yeah, me too. That's me too. Yeah, yeah, wish I was yeah there. me too as well, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very jealous of Nick doing every game at the moment. That was my thing for a long time and, uh, yeah, I hope to get back to that one day. A um, couple from me that I'm just going to pick out of the list in front of me. Uh, David H. Kings uh, says, Hughes and are you superb? Uh, Adam has gone with effing fantastic, brilliant, unreal in capital letters. Enjoyed that one, Adam. Uh, and Richard Tate has gone with six more wins required. <laughs> I think he's um, he's still thinking about the magic 40 points there. Nothing like positivity is there. And, uh, yeah, exactly. Could be talking about a cup run. Could be. Could be talking about a cup run. You're right. You're right. Um, so there's a few questions that came in. Um, I'll address the, there's a few off Twitter, and then there's a whole bunch from Facebook. We'll see how many we get to. Uh, but obviously, again, thank you for everyone who sent them in. So Palace Ash said, can we mention Coleman trying to smash their free kick at Schlupp in injury time, only to lose it and the ball to drop to Connor, uh, which we <laughs> kind of touched on. And as, as you mentioned, Patrick, there was the Schlupp in Coleman's face uh, yes. towards the end. Yes, I love but that. But also, we, 
we also we shouldn't ignore uh, Benteke. Christian Benteke <laughs> giving it to Pickford as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after the oh. earlier on. Uh, oh, really the pictorial, pictorial representation oh. of Cower. That is it. There, isn't it? Yeah, what he does, yeah, he plays the ball. Yeah. No, I um, I really enjoy that when you know, and I know it's not, it's not strictly speaking sportsmanlike, but when you've had a game where you know, let's face it, Everton, you know, were were a physical team on the day as well, um, and there was a lot of needle in it at times, um, and yeah, I just love the fact that the the mentality of the team is that strong that they um, they you know, you think about the you know teams who who go on and do great things, they've always got that about them. Whether it's you know celebrating in, in each other's faces or right. constantly constantly putting pressure on the ref and things like that, unfortunately you have to do those things. You know if you're a team that's demanding that that high standard. So um, I found it very encouraging, I have to say. And um, and yeah, if you're on the receiving end of it, not so much, I guess. But um, Mr. Cabris Parrot asked, "Where there's a will, there's a way." Hughes was the missing piece of the jigsaw. Is that how you saw it? Hopefully, we we answered that at the top of the show. But um, you know, look, it's it's a squad game as well, though, and there'll be times where you know he's not. I, if he does pull out a performance like that every week, I'll be absolutely delighted. But you know, form and and fitness and things like that will will have an impact as well. But you know, when you think about a piece of the jigsaw, um. You know, it's 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 a twenty-five man squad plus plus young players, and so everybody has their their part to play. But if he can if he can be that good on the ball, uh, and and play that, you know, as you said, Patrick, it's intelligent as well as energetic. You know, he wasn't necessarily sprinting the whole time, was he? He was he was just smart with it. And um, you know, if he can put a performance like that in every week, it's great. Yeah, um, I'm actually watching it now. Um... I just realized when, they, when we took Schlupp off, I mean, put, put Schlupp on, he moved Kiate back into the middle uh, and then I had, had Jeff on the left. And actually looking at him now, he actually played a lot better. You're right, Chris. He plays a lot better Schlupp on the left-hand side. So I think it'd be an opportunity for him to play possibly in the future with Hughes, Gallagher and Schlupp. Let's just say that Kiate comes off and, you know, you make a sub for that. So the midfield three is going to be interesting. It, it really is a squad game. And I really like the fact that, you know, barring maybe Gyro and Kelly hasn't really played at all. We've actually utilized our squad very well so far with our injuries that we've had. We've only had a couple, you know, MacArthur and Anderson being the main ones. But um, i got to give the manager a lot of credit. And Butland hasn't really played, obviously. But he's really done a good job with getting keep, keeping people happy. Because I have thought really Tompkins is going to have a really hard time getting to this team at any point. But he's obviously shown now that he'll be a vital point, a cog to the rest of the season for us. Okay, good stuff. Um, I want to do these as some quick fire, if I can, please, gents. So, Nick, this is your one first. Uh, Leon uh, Saunders has gone for, does the panel think we should go for Nketiah and send Maketa back in January? Yeah, send Maketa back. Let's just have him as the, he'll become a cult hero that scored against Brighton and did nothing else, won't he? Uh, Nketiah, I'm not so sure about, but um, I've heard good things as well, so... Players are raising their game plan under Vieira, so if he could be better than what he has been for Arsenal, it might be worth it. Yeah, I think it's difficult, isn't it? You play one up front um, effectively as we do, because the, the other two uh, you know aren't orthodox forwards either side. So if you're going to do that, then um, it's difficult when you start looking at Venteke and, and Edouard challenging for one spot when Mateta's not getting a look in. If you bring someone like Nketiah in, it, it strengthens the squad. But you know, is he going to come 
to to not play. Uh, and and if you know, I think it was you know, Nketiah was there as an alternative to Edward, not as a as well as. So I do think Menteta's time with the club is over. Uh, and if he can go back in January, I'm sure he will. Um, although he's made the bench a few times of late, so you know, I don't know. Maybe there will some become some kind of reprieve. Who knows? But um, we'll move we'll, on from we'll, that, Patrick. Let's go on quick. Go on, Nick, quick. Good, yeah, well, Wilf can play striker as well. It's not like we exactly, have other yeah. players. Is you know, yeah. And uh, although obviously uh, Mike was devastated, Mike Scott was devastated when he lost Scott Dan as a striking option as well. <laughs> that was always his favourite. Uh, <laughs> one for you, Patrick. Um, Jeff saying, "When it's fan- while well, it's fantastic to see Gallagher performing so well, what does Vieira need to do to get ready for when Gallagher's gone?" Basically, do we buy a replacement, or do we have somebody already in the wings? Bearing in mind his skill set is so unique. Um, for me, it'll be as a at some point. Um, it won't be the same as Gallagher, but the more I think about it, especially when I saw Hughes in there, and I'm thinking of MacArthur next season, I think that as a, you give him that freedom that you give him Gallagher. He doesn't tackle as well, and that's something you have to watch out for. I think he has the work rate that um, Connor has. He definitely has the ability to score goals. He's good on set pieces. I think Eze will be the person that you can play because even though we talk about Eze being a 10, he can. I think he can play as an 8, which is what Gallagher does. So I think that at some point we're going to see Eze uh, get time on the pitch in that role. You can't rush him now based on the injury, but I think Eze can be the person that can replace Connor, honestly. Different role, but he can definitely play in that, playing in the in midfield three. And you've got Elise, they could play that role as well. I think he'd be pretty good as a, as a cab. Great point. Mm. Okay, um, moving swiftly on, Mark Vincent has asked, does uh, Jordan, are you, does he have to start all the time now or do you think competition for a place is keeping his work rate up? I think we covered that to a point, but I have to say right now, based on that performance, he's, you know, you don't drop him. And uh, if he can put that performance in very regularly, um, you know, he'll keep his place in the side and it'll be everybody else who has to up uh, up their level to get in there. Um, Warren has asked, Warren Sewell has asked, wondering what your thoughts are on replacing Wilf with Eze or Elise versus Southampton. In my honest opinion, our best player, in inverted commas, looks like he needs a rest. Thanks. My answer to that is never drop Wilf. But Nick, Patrick, do you do you see what, these, where, what, Warren's, uh, what Warren is getting at there? I agree with you. Um, he's getting older. I don't know what his fitness levels are like to be playing that high intensity, especially three games in seven days. So, if needs must and he needs a rest and he needs a rest, we've got players that can can fill in ably now. We should just be pleased that that's there. Yeah, um, I think people, again, my point of Wilf is that we expect way too much out of him every match. I think he played really well. Again, you have to watch the game again. Watch it again. Wilf was very much involved in that game, played really well. He was involved in that first goal that we scored, driving forward that led to the... um the mistake in the back by Gray. Um, I thought he did well. He's just not scoring goals, but we don't need him right now. I mean, we did, obviously, when we lost to United in Leeds games, but we didn't need him on Sunday to score a goal. So he paid well enough. And he wants to get a rest. I got no problem resting him. But as far as um, needing to rest, I don't think he needs to rest at all. Okay. Thanks, gents. Uh, Richard Evans has asked whether, you know, talk about the fact we're still worried we could concede a late goal and ends his question asking, do we have, still have defensive issues that need to be sorted out? Yes, we do. Um, you know, I, I still think there's a, a you know a lot of a lot to be done in terms of our defensive play and set pieces, um, and just you know most of what we need to do though is is just keep letting these players play to it, play together and develop experience with each other because that's the way that we'll uh, we'll iron out most of the issues. But there's still a lot of work to be done. But I don't think it's on personnel. I think it's just on 
you know, just that regular time with the coaching staff, you know, little tweaks here and there just to shore things up a little bit. Because, again, we conceded against Everton when we really probably shouldn't have done when you look at the balance of the game. And, and at times we are a little bit too easy to to kind of play through. Um, and uh, we've just got to watch the counter as well because we're, we know we're a possession-based side now. And if, as we move up the pitch, we can be can be caught on the counter, something else to watch. But, you know, we've got a really good balance right now and that's what it's all about. Um, Sean asked a really, uh, really good question, a really long question about Wilf and talking about him uh, as a kind of cameo main striker and that he's not as good on the wings anymore. Um, I think that we've, we've we've kind of addressed that. We've addressed your, your part of your question about Will Hughes. So uh, I think we're out of time, really. Um, some great comments in there, Sean, though. Um, a really good kind of overall view of, of what the talking points were from the from the match and hopefully we've covered all of those for you so thanks for your for your message i think we'll have to stop there gentlemen so um obviously thank you very much to nick and patrick for joining me today uh, been a real pleasure uh, thank you everybody for listening to the show and in particular those of you who got in touch with the show today we read everything we get uh, but we can't use it all and um but don't think we don't appreciate it it really does help us put the show together every single week so the wonderful preview team will be back with you in the course of this week to look back at uh, Wednesday's game against Southampton and also look ahead to the uh, the trip to Watford at the weekend. And as ever, there is plenty more content for all of you across all of our social media accounts uh, with a wealth and live, of live and recorded shows over on YouTube, including instant match reaction and chances to get involved yourself. So find us on everything by searching Back of the Nest. Like, subscribe, and be merry. Until next time, come on, you palace. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.